This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, USCIS fights off the onset of furloughs for another month. The group in charge of monitoring CARES Act stimulus money reveals just how it plans to do so. And after finding several instances of fraud, the Small Business Administration is changing its certification process for women-owned small businesses. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Some 13,000 employees at U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services are safe from furlough for now. USCIS pushed the potential furlough start date back to August 31st. The agency tells the American Federation of Government Employees its financial situation has improved, but USCIS is still looking for a more permanent funding situation after August. The agency was originally supposed to furlough 13,000 USCIS employees on August 3rd unless Congress stepped in with more funding. AFGE says it hopes the furlough delay will give Congress more time to pass emergency funding legislation. The Pandemic Response Accountability Committee outlines its roadmap for oversight over the next five years. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The PRAC releases its strategic plan required under the CARES Act. The plan details four goals for Inspector General on the committee. They include providing the public with timely data on coronavirus spending, making efficient use of data and analytics, and mitigating risks that cut across multiple agencies or programs. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Women-owned small businesses take note. The Small Business Administration is changing the certification process for doing business with the federal government. Following a 2015 mandate from Congress, SBA will end its self-certification process for women-owned small businesses on October 15th. This comes after the agency's inspector general found contract awards were going to vendors that did not meet the criteria for the program. After the self-certification option expires, business owners must submit their applications through an online platform for SBA approval. It may not have a new headquarters building, but the FBI has quite the new warehouse. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The 250,000-square-foot automated storage and retrieval building recently opened in Winchester, Virginia. Designed to hold 2 billion files on closed cases, it'll take two years' worth of semi-trailer deliveries to get all the files in from the FBI field offices. File access is by touchscreen. Robots do the rest. For distant offices, the files are scanned and copies emailed. The warehouse sits on 60 acres, so maybe there's hope for headquarters. I'm Tom Temin. The Army's senior leaders are acknowledging some deep-seated problems with sexual harassment. Their comments come in the aftermath of the murder of Specialist Vanessa Guillen at Fort Hood, Texas. General James McConville, the Army's chief of staff, says the Army did not take care of her after she reported being sexually harassed. As an interim step, the Army says its promotion boards will add new questions about how prospective leaders will deal with allegations of sexual assault and harassment. The Senate Armed Services Committee will hear testimony this week from the next prospective leader of U.S. Space Command. Lieutenant General James Dickinson goes before the committee tomorrow. If he's confirmed, he'd replace General John Raymond, who's led the new command since its official inception last August. DOD employees have a new item to check off their list of computer-based training for this year. 
Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. All military service members, civilians, and contractor employees will have to finish four new courses on operational security by mid-September. Defense Secretary Mark Esper ordered the new online training last week. Esper says recent leaks of unclassified information have harmed national security, but it's still unclear what specific leaks or types of leaks actually prompted the new OPSEC campaign. It's part of a broader effort he described in congressional testimony earlier this month when he said the department would also take a more aggressive stance toward investigating the sources of leaks. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Air Force Academy is going ahead with in-person classes despite the threat of coronavirus. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni reports. The Air Force Academy says it will bring back all 4,000 of its students for in-person classes this fall semester. Cadets will start returning this week. The Academy says it will test cadets four times over their first two weeks back. The school is creating areas to make social distancing possible during training and courses. Classes will start up again in mid-August. The Academy will also house 400 students off-campus to allow for more distancing. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. And the Defense Department awards $77 million in Defense Production Act funds to help sustain and strengthen the industrial base. The awards come in the form of three contracts. The first is a $33.6 million agreement with the E-Magan Corporation to replace and update electrical equipment. Another contract is for $15 million with Megat Rockmart to increase domestic production of military-grade fuel bladders for aircraft. The final contract is for nearly $30 million and will pay the Urban Mining Company to assist in developing a domestic source for some rare earth minerals. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 